It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at threepointpod. The fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners. Check out the Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center in the now building on the campus of Memorial Healthcare. Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, a sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Personally, I love it, man. Sunday, Saturday morning, get in there, get a good workout in, hit the sauna up, and I also do the steam room, so it's a perfect spot. I mean, I think it's only $12 for a day pass, but it For those of you who are looking to join for a winter membership, it's up to 15% off for your membership when it's paid in full. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at www.memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, it's time for episode 294. Can you guys believe that? 294 of the three-point podcast. Uh, No kidding. It's not far away, boys. Uh, We are, as always, presented by the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. Check out memorialhealthcare.org for everything they offer, including big discounts for 2024. Also want to thank and I really want to thank all our sponsors, including AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. You know, it's that time of year where, you know, you're thankful Christmas is coming up, the holidays, and we certainly thank our partners. I mean, anytime you're in any of their businesses and you get a chance to, to tell them, you listen to the podcast, you hear their spots, you know, uh, They'd, they'd love the support and we love their support right we definitely do i mean yeah. i know we get you know we we help each other our partners and ourselves promote each other on facebook and social media and stuff and i know they appreciate that and we we definitely do too so we always appreciate any support that we get because we, we have fun with this podcast but it's also good to hear the feedback and stuff sometimes you know well it, it really is and since you bring that up you know we would love to hear from our our listeners and followers out there make sure that uh, you give us a rating pass on to your friends and uh, give us any questions or comments anything we knew better uh, other than get rid of the old guy you'll pass it on <laughs> I, well yeah one, one of our not to cut you off jared but one of our loyal listeners that everyone knows who listens to the podcast are one of our favorite <laughs> listeners craig said that we should change the catch-up segment to how did jared get screwed this week <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of times that's kind of how the story goes so yeah. 
<laughs> I'm glad he gets a kick out of it. And um, we're, we're kind of still working out some of the finer details, uh, but we were talking about it before the podcast, you know, maybe doing some sort of quick, you know, 20, you know, preview pod or live stream on Facebook for uh, the Michigan Alabama game coming up next week. So all of our listeners, that's where you could really show your appreciation, uh, show your appreciation or we Absolutely. really would appreciate if you guys stay on the lookout for that and maybe hop on that live stream when we do it, give us your comments on the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was cool when when Ted and I and you couldn't be there, Jared. But when Ted and I did the um, the one at Buffalo Wild Wings before yep. the Corona uh, State Championship game, we I, I don't remember the final count, but there was a fair amount of people on that live stream commenting. And uh, yeah. when we would have guests come up for for interviews, people would say, "Hey, I remember that person. I know him or whatever." So it is cool to interact during those live podcasts. It is, but how do we get rid of these? stupid pop-up things you know when we post something and i've seen it uh-huh. on other podcasts are you saying too. comments or what are you saying on in the comments it, it was in the comments that's everywhere there? man there yeah. ain't no there ain't no avoiding that that's the bots. that's social media is getting overrun with bots man is yeah. that what it is bots is that what it's called yeah like robots it's crazy <laughs> it's like it's like a robot yeah not, yeah. Not yeah bots but yeah like no, AI I get technology it. Or, yeah, yeah right <laughs> well it's always like when, when you see uh you know like a, a bigger um uh, account, you know, maybe like the sports center or ESPN mm-hmm. or whatever, Bally sports, you know, when they, they post something, obviously they have millions of followers immediately. There's hundreds of comments, right? It's usually adult websites or, <laughs> you know, influencers, but they just, you know, they can set up basically, it's basically like a machine. Anytime ESPN posts something, Comment, 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 yeah. comment, comment. Yes. And then most of the time it gets deleted. Same with, uh, you're probably talking about our high school, or like our high school football stuff would always get those comments about live stream here, live stream here, yes. live stream yes. here. And yeah, that's just all bots. It's, it, I don't know. Is it all they triggered exactly by a keyword or something? Yeah, like you, like, you know, maybe MHSAA. Maybe they put any post that says MHSAA in it, comment, yep. comment, comment. <laughs> or, you know, high school football, comment, comment, comment. So, wow. Yeah. Hopefully that, that seems like something maybe you would have got you would get fooled by Ted. So don't click on them. Nope. Don't That's one on I them. didn't get fooled by, as a matter of fact. Hey, by the way, Craig brought up uh, you know, this segment where we always catch up. Do you have anything, Jared? Uh, no, I that mean, might not entertain just him? really a story. It's kind of a depressing um just world I'm in. Um I, I don't <laughs> you know, Christmas is coming up, man, in five days, which is unbelievable. I seriously feel like I'm not in the Christmas spirit whatsoever, <laughs> which is funny seeing our backdrop on this on people that are watching live. Yeah, come on, Christmas themed. I appreciate that, Matt. <laughs> my God, this is the first time in my life I've ever felt that way. I, this is going to be crazy because I usually do my Christmas shopping, you know, two three months in advance. No shit, I haven't done any holiday shopping yet. It, it oh. honestly might be a job, and I never thought I'd ever do this. Might be a job for Xmas Eve. Which sounds like hell going to the mall on Christmas Eve, but that's where I'm at. I don't know if this is just what happens when you get older. Uh, you know, I'm in a weird spot where I don't have kids. I'm 24. I just live with my girlfriend, so I don't really have like the big, you know, uh, you know, grandchildren like you do, Ted or Matt. Your your young children to have yeah. like this big kind of Christmas revitalization. Mm-hmm. So I'm just in this weird kind of spot where it feels like Christmas is honestly maybe more of a hassle than really anything. <laughs> more of a hassle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, the the magic of Christmas is gone, maybe, because obviously you're not going through that. You know, you're not excited to run downstairs and see what Santa brought you. So you're well past that. And yeah, you don't have the kids and all that. Maybe you don't have, you know, like maybe do you and your brother still exchange presents? You know, maybe you don't really have that kind of stuff going on. So it is almost like 
you, you just talk to your girlfriend. It's just like, what do you want this year for Christmas? And then she tells you what she wants and then you just go buy it and you open it up on right. Christmas, you know? Yeah, I can understand that. But I can't believe that you don't have the magic or the Christmas spirit though. I mean, ah, it's still, you know, you got to be driving around seeing, I know you get lost all the time. So you're probably seeing Christmas <laughs> yeah. lights as you're trying to find your house. And, <laughs> no, I like, and that's a little teaser for later, maybe um, on, the, <laughs> on the draft we're going to do later. Um, yeah, I love Christmas lights. I love Christmas, and I and it will sweep me up. I'm sure once we you know have our big family thing on the 23rd, and then Christmas Eve the 24th, I'll be feeling it come you know Christmas yeah. Eve. But yeah. I mean, I remember my days when I was working at Meyer, man, and like you had oh, the Christmas well, yeah. music blaring from November 1st all the way through, and like I couldn't wait for Christmas Day to come. It's like right. it's just it's a weird feeling I'm in. I think partially it's because I haven't done the shopping yet, and so I'm just dreading it more mm-hmm. than more than anything. The yeah. shopping, and I'm sure Ted, you you can uh, attest to this or comment on this, but once you really start working full time, I feel like that changes things too. Because like if you don't have the kids, super excited, and all you're doing is going to work, it's almost just like it's just a, the same old month. It's yeah. you know, it's you're just going to work every day, except it's a different sport. You know, you got Red Wings now instead of the you know the the Tigers or something like that, but. Well, and it's what sucks, really, I think what the biggest thing is, man, is, and Ted, I mean, you're on a permanent break, so you don't yes. necessarily relate to this, but <laughs> right. the no Christmas break, you know, that I had in college and that I had in high school, really my whole life outside of yeah. these last, like, two, three years, the fact that it's basically like, you know, you get Christmas off, you get Christmas Eve off, you know, I'm back to work on the 26th this year, it's right. like, it's just, it's just like a weekend, really, mm-hmm. it's like, whereas in the past, it's like, man, you're off for a whole week, you play video games all week, it's like, yeah, you were looking forward to that, it's really, this is just a glorified weekend for me coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get better. It, it, it's going to take some time, but it will get better the longer you're in the workforce and figure the ins and outs of getting that extra time off. But I feel for you. I get it. You know, uh, I'm a big proponent of, of buying things locally as much as possible. But in today's day and age of Amazon, is it that difficult or is it just a matter of uh, figuring out what you want to buy for presents? <laughs> Well, it's a little bit of everything, man. Uh, you know, money a little bit tighter this Christmas, okay. this time around Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit harder for me. You know, and that's like the thing. You, you got to be a little bit more thoughtful when you don't have the money streaming right. in where you can just buy, you know, whatever, uh, you know, a, a nice ring or something like that. Ooh. It's like you just got to get a little bit more creative. And so that's like partially where it's it's not as simple as just clicking a few buttons on Amazon. Okay. Uh, maybe it is, but I just got to do the work uh, to do that. I don't know. I don't know. As I'm talking through it, I don't really know. It's like a, it's really is like a 30 minute job. But <laughs> for whatever reason, man, I can't bring myself to do it. Well, it's a 30 minute job. If you just want to hop on Amazon, see what the trending gifts are, buy those, move on. If you want to put a little thought into it. Yeah, it does take a little bit of work, you know. Um, right. Jared's coupon book sounds like your girlfriend. <laughs> that might be what's in her stocking this year. Free at any time. Yeah, ten free hugs. You know that type of thing. <laughs> now, how about you, Matt? Now, now that you're uh, creeping up on forty, married creeping man, up. kids. Yeah. Are you? Do you concentrate mostly on presents for the kids? That are you and you and your wife? You know, maybe just one thing. You know, not a lot of pressure there. Where are you yeah. at? We yeah, definitely not not much pressure on the our, our the gifts to each other. We kind of set like a little limit, mm-hmm. you know, and just basically say like, try and stay around this, like. You know, we don't need to go crazy for each other. I don't really need anything. You know, I mean, it's fun, though. It's still fun to buy each other a little something. No, most of it goes to the kids. And we're trying to like, you know, we we obviously want to get them gifts, but we're trying to say like, all right, maybe we should 
take a chunk of this money and put it towards like a vacation next year or yeah. something like that. A little, a bigger thing than here's a bunch of toys that you're going to play with for six months. And then we're going to take them to Goodwill next exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah. So try and try and be a little more thoughtful about stuff like that, but it is still fun. I mean, it really is. I was actually talking to a coworker today that has a couple of young kids and we were talking about like, it kind of like what Jared's going through, how the, the ebbs and flows of Christmas and you know, all that. And, we were just saying how it is exciting watching your kids. It it changes Christmas when you do have kids, grandkids, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. watching them open the presents. It is, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I've come full circle. You know, I, I, I was where Jared was obviously yep. that I was where you are. And then yep. there was a little lull in between. And now it's all about the grandkids, you know, uh, nothing against our daughters. We're still giving them gifts, but right. The majority, man, just we were just out in D.C., you know, and two granddaughters out there. We celebrated our Christmas. My God, I didn't even realize how many presents my wife bought. You know, I have nothing to do with it. These kids were opening up presents left and right. It was what, awesome. what is on your guys' wish list this year? If you had to say, I'm not saying, uh, like, let's say, give me two items that you guys are would love to get under the tree this year. Mm, that's a great I'm always, question. I'm a, like... I'm pretty simple. Like, like if my wife asked me and she's like, you're so hard to shop for. I'm like, really? I'm not. I, I'll always take new hats. Yeah. We, we, I mean, the three of us, we always cycle through hats. If you see a cool Michigan hat, I'm, I'm always down for hats. And then like, like gym shorts, gym shorts, you know, workout gear, stuff like that. Lounge. You know, I'm just like, what, right. what do you see me wear? I will always right. take new gym shorts. I will always take new hats, you know, stuff like that. Socks. I love socks to wear to work, you know, simple stuff. It's really yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I don't really care to shop for clothes. So I like to get, and I like the taste of my wife and the two girls. So if right. they ever need to shop for me, just get me some decent clothes. And that's usually what I get. So <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the next year, you know, for my there wife, we've, we've kind of just settled down, just basically one gift a piece because, yeah. you know, we say to, we say, Hey, if we want to buy something, we'll go out and damn buy something, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all year long. Right. Yep. <laughs> exactly all right we did have a, yeah yeah right <laughs> uh, we did have a nice time out in dc though the highlight was uh, actually going to the kennedy center and seeing a holiday show which was really really good but i gotta tell you i'm gonna go full circle back to the lebowski center i enjoyed the lebowski show better than uh, the kennedy center show the kennedy center show was it was 100 geared to little kids you know yeah it was good and it was neat to be in that great building you know and the history there but uh, for my entertainment value, the Lebowski Center holiday show was better. How about that? That's cool. I mean, I, I had a couple of friends who there, we talked about it, I know, but a couple mm-hmm. of my friend's kids were in that uh, performance you're talking about at Lebowski. And so I've seen a ton of people posting on Facebook that they went and enjoyed it. So yeah, it was high quality good. performance. I was going to ask about DC. What do yeah. they, what do they do with the, uh, I feel like I've seen pictures or whatever. I have a couple of friends who live in DC, but do they decorate the like uh, national monuments with put Christmas lights on the Lincoln Memorial or, you know, like, you know, do <laughs> they do, so. well, maybe they do, do they do anything great, like that? That's a great question. I think the white house, they, and shame on me, but didn't really get out and do the tour through yeah. DC this year. But uh, I think the white house, they do. I think the white house, they light up in different colors, you know, the monuments okay. though. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. That's a good I, one. Yeah. Jared, Jared's laugh. I would doubt if they I'll do see. that, but I, I was like, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> um, going to look I, it up. Well, one thing I will say, Ted, is I mean, you love the Lebowski Center, man. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, no free ad reads on this podcast, man. I mean, maybe they're a target. <laughs> 
we love our sponsors. Maybe we love the Lebowski Center as well. Add them to the list. Yeah, I think they're a nonprofit, so we'll give them free. We'll give them free love. <laughs> All right, free love. Maybe maybe some free tickets. Maybe maybe tickets. they could put us up on the marquee or something. Five three right. going podcast dropping. Um, you, know. you know that's not a bad idea. They do have a hell of a marquee there. It's I don't awesome. know if you've driven by there at night. It's it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. All right. The next well, one will be that the Grinch brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, fellas, I, I think we're caught up. I know we, like Jared mentioned, we have our big uh, Fatel Festivus coming up on uh, Saturday at Frankenmuth. It's going to be a little different this year without either one of my parents, but life goes on, and you know. But we're going to keep carrying on the tradition, so it's it's a it's a cool thing that we all that's can always- get together for that that's always the big thing is, you know, obviously it's just a part of life, you know, every people, yeah. people are going to move on or whatever, but to keep that stuff going, even if the group starts to shrink a little bit, you know, to keep it going, right. that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. With our group, I don't know if it's going to shrink. There's more grandkids spread out all right. over the place than, than you can imagine. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. And I know Santa is making an appearance, so that'll Uh-oh. be cool. <laughs> is this so I, I we talk about it every year i feel like but sometimes i forget if it's your guys's thanksgiving or if it's christmas is this the big ted's gonna eat nine hunks of fried chicken and the the butter noodles and is this the big that dinner or is that more are, thanksgiving? You, are you saying where the what time where he like basically shamed me in front of everybody for having like <laughs> no uh, that was he, thanksgiving yeah, yeah okay. that was thanksgiving yeah <laughs> and in, in return i kept an eye on what he ate the next year and i and it was nine pieces of chicken so that's, what, that's the full story. <laughs> this is the this is the chicken story for sure. That's a lot of chicken, yeah. man. That's a lot. I have of taper, I have tapered down. No, I won't have anywhere near nine pieces of chicken. I can assure you of that. That is pretty incredible, man. That really, that really is quite a feat. I mean, what's what would you say the over under is this year? If you're not like I would say, I'd put it at like five point five. Five, five's a good target. You know, I might get to that fourth one, but then I might say I need another helping of mashed potatoes. So. <laughs> That fifth one could be the sway vote right there. Yeah. Because this is the big, you, you guys then have like an after party with pizza or something, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so much oh, yeah, food going well, on. And that's what's important is there's leftover chicken that would add to his total for the day. <laughs> you know that you probably have a piece or two at, at the leftover party as well. Probably right. Probably yeah. right. All right. So I didn't know that counted. I thought it had to be at one setting. But Jared, Jared's going to have a tally going for you. Yeah, he'll have the camera all ready to go. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that nonsense. Let's get back. Let's go to the uh, Jacobs Insurance Prep Spotlight right after this. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Look no further. Introducing AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ, we're committed to helping businesses and organizations like yours reach new heights. Our full-service print and digital branding agency is your one-stop destination for all things branding. Need a stunning web or graphic design that captures your essence? We've got you covered. Want captivating social media content that engages your audience? Done. And that's not all. We're experts in video production and photography, ensuring your brand tells a compelling visual story. Plus, we specialize in screen printing and embroidery, turning your brand into wearable art that speaks volumes. Whether you're a startup or an established business, AZ is here to transform your brand dreams into reality. Ready to grow with us? Partner with AZ today and experience the difference. Visit our website at www.az.co or give us a call at 1-844-360-AZEE. AZ Branding Solutions, where your success begins. 
Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Jacobs Insurance Agency has served Shiawassee County and the surrounding areas since 1977. Just like Three Point Podcasts, we've had three generations, Gary Jacobs Sr., Gary Jacobs II, Brian Jacobs, and myself, Noah Jacobs, serving our community with offices in Waterford and Owasso on M21 just west of Home Depot. Stop in or go online to jacobsinsurance.com to get a quote or get your questions answered by our team. Jacobs Insurance is a proud supporter of our local schools and the proud sponsor of the Prep Spotlight. Ensure everything, local, independent, and trusted. It's our family working together to protect yours. That's the Jacobs way. All right, fellas, end of the season, end of the end of 2023 high school stuff. We'll start it off in boys basketball. Langsburg, Xander Woodruff, looks like he's on his way to a second consecutive All-State uh, status. Hit for 41 in their 10-point win over Fowler. Think of that, 41, man. And he is, he's fun to watch, man. Left-hander, lanky, just just I'm, well-deserved in that All-State recognition. I'm telling you, one of the most fun matchups of, of this this upcoming year in your area, Ted, and it's a bummer you're going to be in Vegas, man. I it's going to be Freeland versus, and we're going to talk about Freeland in a minute. It's going to be Freeland versus Lanesburg. I mean, Freeland has a kid similar to a Xander that can just fill it up in Wilson Huckabee. So that could be a couple of 30 balls going back and forth in that game. It really could be. Well, I have a good idea that we can discuss off air and maybe uh, put something on social media perhaps for that game, but we'll talk more about okay. that. So basically, basically Ted's going to ask you to face. Yeah, that's live, what that meant. Facebook well, live the game so he can I'm, watch. I'm, I'm thinking maybe a team of Jared and Casey. If, Why not? I was going to say if, if in, Smitty did throw that idea out because he went to the game uh, Freeland versus Saginaw Heritage. Yeah, I I would not do play by play if I was color. I I would I would be down for that. Yeah, he's he's a seasoned play by play guy sure. now. You guys be a great team, man. So think about it. Uh, also continuing on as Jared <laughs> thinks, Mason struck hit for thirty as Chesanine beat Mount Morris, and last night the Indians down over Elsie in double overtime to improve to seven and zero on the season. Uh, Corona. Got a win over Armada, 64 to 23. Wow. Their basketball team, Armada, not nearly as good as their football team. Brevin Ballora had 19 with five triples. And by the way, send a little love out to one of our sponsors, Jim Woodworth and Success Group Mortgage, giving away 50 bucks for every three-pointer made by the Cavaliers this season to the Corona Foundation. So, I mean, that, that could be a pretty big chunk of change by the time this season is over with. It could I mean, be. Especially if you and, got kids making five three pointers in a game, I mean, get a few yeah. of those down the, down the stretch, and and Woodworth might be bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> Lake Fenton uh, down Corona previously fifty six fifty three. Logan Vall had uh, nineteen and lost there. Byron's Owen Thomas lit up Lakeville for thirty one and the Eagles sixty eight thirty eight. W Perry, uh, they downed a Bath. 45-22. DJ Jenks having a nice season. He had 22. It was Durand over New Lothrop, 51-34. Markel Tate, 15 for the Railroaders. And I'll lead right into this for you, Jared. Saginaw Heritage down Freeland last night in a matchup of unbeatens. How was that game? It looked like that uh, field house or whatever it's oh, called. It's, what a beauty. It's been dubbed the mini Breslin. I mean, yeah. 
I sent you the picture uh, yeah. of kind of the press row that they had. I mean, you, it's like when you die and you go to heaven, Ted, knock on wood, hopefully it's heaven. Hopefully it's a while uh, that what, that's going to be the, the setup waiting for you courtside. It was no like a little kidding. press row, almost like a college game, right on the court. Nice little big table uh, just waiting for you to call some games from. Uh, yeah, it was – I mean, Heritage is loaded, man. I mean, O'Day, Tyler O'Day, their stud guy with Sam Ali kind of talked told us about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Toledo commit, Wow. I mean, talk about a shooter can make it from, I mean, I don't know how many three pointers he ended up with probably four or five. Uh, he can fill it up. And really the great way to describe him is just smooth. I mean, it's funny when you see kids that are really, really good. It's like, they're not even trying. It's like, it felt like he wasn't even breaking a, a sweat out there. Uh, and you know, I mean, he definitely was playing hard, but it just, when you're right. that good, it just looks like it's effortless. Yeah. Uh, but they're a loaded team. I mean, Class A, I would honestly think that they have a legit shot to make a push to the Breslin. I mean, I don't know their exact path uh, and what that would look like, but you would think coming from Saginaw area, they'd probably dodge some of those Detroit teams, maybe dodge some of those Grand Rapids teams uh, and have a legit chance to make it there. They're they're talented. <laughs> I mean, they have uh, Isom, Braylon Isom, the wide receiver who's uh, going to Miami of Ohio, set all sort of, sorts of records for them on the football field this year. And he had like three or four thunder thunder dunks that uh, brought that mini Breslin center, you know, to their feet. So, but Freeland, I mean, a good little battle-tested game for Freeland. I mean, they're young, you know, a uh, couple of really good players that are sophomores on Freeland. Wilson Huckabee is one, Tristan Comer is another one. So, I mean, they got a lot of growth to be had. And I mean, Freeland's still a pretty damn good team. I mean, undefeated heading into that game, big wins over Mount Pleasant, big wins over Grand Ledge. So a big learning experience. And, I mean, everything that they want to accomplish this year is still ahead of them, conference, you know, district, whatever run they want to try to make come March. So, yeah, really fun game, really good environment, great crowd. Uh, it was it was kind of the perfect uh, swirl of where it was Christmas break for those schools. So you had a really good crowd. You had a lot of the former players from the Freeland-Breslin team from a couple years ago were there watching. So, Still a good game, and like I said, good kind of learning experience for Freeland and kind of opened my eyes a little bit to how talented Saginaw Heritage is. And if you're them, I mean, you're thinking Breslin or bust, I, I would imagine. They're loaded. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I see Freeland has another Huckabee on their team, had 21. So yeah. He, he must have been their, their main and, man, huh? And how that game played out, I mean, I think Freeland ended up losing by, I mean, probably pretty close to 40 is what yeah. it ended up being. But, I mean, it was, it was a 12-point game at half, and really the backbreaker that – uh, kind of separated them heading into the second half was Wilson Huckabee came out red hot. I think he was four for five from three point land uh, in the first quarter, keeping Freeland close. Uh, and then O'Day just kind of, as the game sort of went along, Freeland cut it to nine with like maybe five seconds left in the first half. Second, O'Hare just quickly inbounds it. Wouldn't you know it? That kid finds the ball, launches it from Steph Curry range, buries it, you know, lets out a nice little like, uh, LeBron James scream as the crowd just erupts around him. So that was a really cool moment. Not for me. I didn't enjoy it, but uh, <laughs> definitely kind of set the tone heading into that second half. And, and Heritage just came out. I think they had maybe like a 10-0 run, uh, oh. and then it was just off the races from there. Yeah, yeah. So the score is maybe a little bit misleading. I mean, I think Heritage is definitely the better squad, but it was a close first half that just over time, I think Freeland just got a little bit gassed, and yeah. Heritage just kind of pulled away with all the talent they had. Those are always cool environments in high school basketball the, during Christmas break when some college kids are back, when everyone's off school, um, Tuesday night, you know, it's, I, I don't know, especially at a venue like that. Your, your picture was pretty amazing. That, that looks we, like a cool spot. And we like we talk all the time, you know, how awesome. I mean, we just spend a whole fall talking about Corona and you know, all that football run. There's there's really not really anything like the atmosphere of a packed high school gym. 
in, yeah. in a big time game. Yeah, it's loud. It, it's it's you're, you you. I mean, even in that game, there were still some open seats, and it still was loud as hell. Uh, and you get a lot of that, you know, on the football field on Friday nights, but nothing quite like that, you know, atmosphere of a high school game where it's going back and forth and you're living and dying on every single shot. I think there really yeah. is something special to be said about those environments. Yeah, there is. And, and, and you, again, back to the gym, I just love those, I call it field houses with, yeah. with, uh, stands behind each basket too. I mean, I just think that's the way to build a gym, man. <laughs> and it's cool. brutal, man. I mean, you, these, I, these, sorry to cut you off, Matt, real quick. The, 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 that point they had both the student sections behind each of the baskets yes so i'm like thinking of these kids shooting free throws man this is tougher to make free throws at this level than it is to make them like in the nba with like the distractions you have <laughs> right like, it's like they're right underneath the hoop just going I love nuts it. I love <laughs> so it. really cool yep all right well we'll finish up this uh prep spotlight with a little bit more in girls basketball over at lc down new lothrop 53-46 in a battle of unbeatens. Ava Bates led the way with 16. Evelyn Cole put up 30 as the Marauders stayed perfect with a 67-47 win over Chesanine last night. We are recording this on Wednesday night, by the way. Morris over uh, New Standard Academy, 58-30. Aubrey Rogers, 31 in that one. And uh, Corona got their first victory of the season, downing Birch Run, 41-38. Maddie Wright tossed in a dozen. We'll finish this segment up with just a little wrestling story. Ovid Elsie in the battle of coaching brothers, Perry's Jason Spies beat Ovid Elsie's boss, Kyle Spies. Uh, they're grapplers, 54-27. And on that night, Perry uh, honored their 1973 state championship squad. That's pretty cool right there. Cool. 50 years after you come home and you know, get out, introduced out in front of the crowd. That's, that's pretty cool. That is cool. All right. That'll do it. The prep spotlight brought to you by Jacobs insurance agency. We'll be back. Talk a little lions and a few other sports topics right after this. Success group mortgage and servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services is the official and exclusive realtor and broker for Three Point Podcast. Corey and her team have been providing personal, exemplary service in real estate sales since 2004. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services are total professionals helping you sell your current house or buying your dream home. Stop in at 216 West Exchange Street in Owasso, get info online at CoreyShook.com, and follow on Facebook at Corey Shook Realtor for more details. If you are looking for honesty, ambition, and expertise, you're looking for Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services. All right, guys. Well, I guess our questions were answered, at least uh, for one week. The Lions bounced back with a very impressive win over the Broncos. The, the game started a little slow, but, man, once they got it clicking, there was no stopping the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen all the stats by now. We've we've retweeted some of them that were put out after the game, and if you've watched any of the, the shows you know, break, breaking down the games or seen any of this stuff on Twitter or whatever, um, the Lions go as that offensive line goes. And 
basically they were full strength. Uh, I know mm-hmm. they're a little dinged up or whatever, not a hundred percent. No one's a hundred percent at this point, but that was basically their offensive line playing Saturday night versus the Broncos. And they dominated. I mean, the Broncos had been playing really well coming into that game. People were starting to say, is this potentially an AFC championship team? Like, is this a real contender in the AFC? And the lions just absolutely dominated them. And you know, you, you know where I'm going to go with this and Jared Goff. Jared Goff, when he's indoors, when perfect weather indoors, <laughs> when the offensive line is protecting him and the offensive line is opening up holes for the run game, he's a top 10 quarterback. When everything is going perfect, he's a top 10 quarterback. And he threw five touchdowns against the Broncos. I mean, you, you can't dis, you can't discount what he what he did on Saturday. So you cannot say though, you just cannot do it, can you? You can't say he's a top ten quarterback. Period. No, no, I don't top, think top he's, what? Top what? I mean, he's top twenty. I, I'd go that route, but because we saw what he did when he went to Chicago, and it was kind of chilly, and he couldn't hold on to the ball. Is he we alone? He no, I mean, you look at these other teams. Jalen Hurts lost three games in a row. Yeah, he's kind of hurt though, and you know they're kind of struggling a little bit too. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts is proven that you know he can he's a little more dynamic than a jared goff i, I don't know it, it, i'm not see this is we're, we're back to the jared goff thing we're back to yeah well, let's I'm call not, a truce let's call a truce no i'll call the, a truce if you want to this well, is see this is the thing with jared goff that that lions fans are coming to if you offer any sort of criticism towards him you're seen as like a hater i'm not a hater i just don't want to give him max dollars and i can see what he did against the packers the Bears and some other teams when he was fumbling the ball, he couldn't move in the pocket. He's throwing interceptions. You may not be a hater, but you're saying he's top 20, not top 10. Yeah. Top 10 when, when conditions are perfect, he's a top 10 QB. I'll give him that. He, here's where I'm at with golf. I get what you're saying, Matt. And I I get it all circles around. Basically what you're saying is, is you don't want to pay him the big money. No, which I mean, I'll be honest. I was kind of agree in agreeance with you last week. And this is just kind of the way of the NFL, man, and the way of recording a podcast each week is your my your opinions change. It's going to change every week. week. We've yep. learned that. I mean, we've all had freezing cold takes that <laughs> we've had people dig up, you know, by special mole who digs them up. I mean, we've had them exposed to the public. Uh, <laughs> but basically, here's where I'm at with Jared Goff as of now. I One, I will say I think he's top 10 for sure. I will say that. I think what you're saying is it is kind of an interesting thing with his skill set where if he is not protect, protected and teams can just pin their ears back and come after him, it's like he's one of the worst in the league. It, yeah. it, and so when you have a healthy offensive line and he has time to process, he will pick defenses apart. We saw mm-hmm. that against Denver, five touchdowns. I mean, he lightened it up. Offense looked absolutely incredible. And, I mean, you could say that with a lot of quarterbacks, but here's the thing. I, I think if you gave Zach Wilson the same protection, he's probably doing the same thing that he does basically week after week, which is not very not very much. Yeah. So I think it's kind of your – it's one. I don't know if it's the chicken before the egg or what co- comparison I'm trying to make here. When Jared Goff is protected, he is dynamic as a quarterback. He's damn, damn good. Third down especially is money on third down. Um, I wanted the Lions quarterback for the rest of the time. If the Jared Goff we saw last Saturday is the one we get, more consistently and the Jared Goff that we got for you know basically the last year up until the last five or six weeks where the turnovers started mounting and coincidentally enough is when the offensive line kind of fell apart right Jared Goff is the guy in my opinion especially after this week and that's just with this whole team in general kind of bringing it back full circle Lions 
this performance showed me everything I needed to see about this team. I, I, my trust is at an all-time high. I, I really don't think there's anything the rest of this regular season that's going to shake it, whether they lose to the Cowboys, whether mm-hmm. they you know maybe drop a game to the Vikings. This is a team that, I, in my opinion, is has as good a chance as anybody to make it to the Super Bowl. Do I think that they're going to win it? Probably not. I mean, it's just it's really hard to win a Super Bowl, especially in your first year where a lot of guys have no experience mm-hmm. at the playoff level. But I'm not scared of the Eagles. That's for damn sure. They're right. in a free fall right now. Matt Patricia, for God's sake, <laughs> is calling defensive plays on the sideline for them. I mean, that's all you need to know really about that, what's going on over there in Philadelphia. Uh, the 49ers, Brock Purdy's their quarterback. Uh, I know he's going to probably win the MVP this year, but at the end of the day, it's not Patrick Mahomes standing on the other sideline. So I'll take our chances against him and the 49ers. So at the end of the day, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I feel more confident about the Lions right now than I think I do about Michigan. And we'll, and we'll get to Michigan, you know, maybe oh, next yeah. week when we record. I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Lions. This was like everything we needed to see, everything we bitched about the last five weeks. They crammed it up our mouths, and they're looking damn good. I'm loving it. And this yeah. does go to show. I mean, the offensive line does make a huge difference, Matt. There is no doubt yeah. about that with any quarterback, but especially Goff, because we know he uh, he's not very nimble getting out of the pocket and one thing that he does do that does disturb me sometimes he doesn't step up aggressively into the pocket when it starts to you know there starts to get pressure on the outside he should step right up and either throw the ball away or get rid of it instead of taking some of the sacks he has so i'll give you that but uh the defense i mean they played well against the broncos and they never know what they're gonna do and i think they finally realized if they're gonna win at all they got to blitz. I mean, they got to yep. take their chances in the secondary, but they've got to figure out a way to put pressure on. Agree? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it, it's it's shown if if all you're doing is relying on the D line to create mm-hmm. pressure, it's not going to happen. I mean, Hutchinson can only do so much. No one else is really doing much. But right when you start blitzing with some linebackers, maybe that frees up Hutchinson. Maybe that frees up some of the other guys on the D line. So. Yeah, that, that's what we've been saying, I feel like, for the last few weeks. The defense isn't yeah. going to be as good as the Ravens' defense or some of these other defenses, but they just have to be good enough mm-hmm. for the offense to put up enough points. And, you know, if, if Goff you, – you know, you, Jared, you mentioned freezing, freezing cold takes. <laughs> if Goff wins, takes the Lions to the NFC Championship, if he can go to San Francisco, go to Philly potentially and win, then I will say, okay, let's consider paying him money. But – like like we mentioned before, if we got to pay Hutch, we got to pay, pay St. Brown. At some point, we're gonna have to pay, probably pay Gibbs. We got to pay some Brian Branch. We're gonna have to pay some of these other guys. I would I would rather have money for those guys than have eighty million, hundred million, or whatever wrapped up in in Jared Goff. I'm not well, saying he's a bum. I just here, you know. Well, here's and I don't think he's top. I don't think he's Burrow. I don't think he's Mahomes. I don't think he's Josh Allen. You know these kind of guys, Lamar Jackson for sure. But he's not. And, but and, I'm also with you. The people that were starting to say, "Give Teddy Bridgewater the job," you know, whatever. It's like, no, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> that, that makes no sense. It's insane. I, I get like on paper when you see the number and like what we will have to pay Goff. I mean, he did, he's earned it. It's like somebody's gonna give it to right. him, whether it's Lions or not. The thing is, just I don't know who it's. And this is what you say for almost this debate every time. Who who else do we get? You know, right. I, I don't want to hand over the keys to Heine Hooker. He hasn't proved anything to me. You know, if you said like t- today, like, oh, Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes will sign at the Lions, I, I'd, I'd be the first one driving Jared Goff to the airport. I don't think that's the <laughs> case. 
So right. that's where I'm at. I'm just I'll ride him out. He he's proven way more to me. I, I was out on him from the second he became a Lions player. I never thought he was a quarterback of the future. He's proved to me that he's good enough to lead this team, at least for the remainder of this year. And come playoff time is when we can really make a big judgment on what he yeah. is. If he lays yeah. a dud, you know, against the Cowboys in round one of the playoffs or uh, goes to Lincoln Financial Field against the Eagles and, and looks absolutely horrendous, I'll be right there with you, Matt, saying let's just let's cut bait on this guy. But Seriously. I'm not there yet. Yeah, you re you really would if he has let's just just say a bad game and you would just well here's I don't like giving up assets for nothing so That's I don't want to just let him walk I still would probably resign him and you know if if there's not a better option just run it back with him but right. I would definitely be weighing my options if I'm Brad Holmes who else can we get to well, really put us you're over you're the playing end? with karma though when you start putting that out there I mean from everything sure. I've seen and watching Goff in in post game interviews. He loves, he absolutely yeah. loves being a Detroit Lion. That goes a long way. Uh, what do you think maybe he could do a Tom Brady? Tom Brady, for the be for the betterment of the Patriots, I, I remember one time a contract deal, he gave money back and put it on the back end of the contract. Could, right. could Goff do something like that? Would we all three be okay oh, I, with I that? Mean, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't put that past him. He that's, doesn't. That's yeah, that, that's the whole thing, too. I think I, last week or the week before, if he, if he, didn't demand i don't think he would demand but if he didn't demand top dollar then yeah I, i'm i'm for take because i do think he's more like top maybe top 20 is a bit of a stretch top 15 i, I feel like easily could name 10 quarterbacks i'd rather have than him top would you rather 15, have tyler murray or Pre dak prescott no see dak's one of those kind of on the edge too he he got a ton of money from the cowboys but of course that's a cowboys right. but you know like he does it a lot in the regular season but hasn't really done anything in the in the playoffs yeah. Um, you know, I definitely don't think he's Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. We um, agree. <laughs> you know, all, all those top Justin Herbert. I don't think he's that guy. Tua Tunga I, I don't know. I'd put him with Herbert. Guy. I actually would. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the Chargers haven't really done a whole lot. So that's the big argument with Herbert. But yeah, right. You know, so and you know, and he did start in a Super Bowl. We've talked about that a lot. You know, people people seem to forget about that. I just always go back to, I, I you know, Sean McVay was very quick to move on from him when St Matthew Stafford became available. Yeah. And that says a lot to me. And who was also there? Brad Holmes. So, right. Uh, well, and know, this is what we're looking at that. It's like they, they saw something that we didn't. They Goff is I a good think, quarterback, but they had a chance at Stafford and they jumped at it. And they won I think a Super to win a Super Bowl, and we haven't seen Goff do it yet. I think Goff is a better quarterback than he was, you know, three years ago with McVay. Yeah. I think in yeah. what you said about like, kind of how you're big, dangerous game, Ted, of when you're I think the fact why he is so much better now with the Lions is because of the confidence that yes. Brad Holmes had one in trading for him and Dan Campbell and everybody empowering him. Right, and right. a lot of the fan base really empowering him. That goes a long and way. It does yeah. for sure. So I think that's a big part of the reason why he's a little bit better now. And I threw out the idea of you're you're throwing Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That's why, if you guys remember, come draft day this past year is why I was throwing out the idea of drafting kind of a potential transcendent talent like Anthony Richardson to get you over the hump. Because I think yeah. golf is, is obviously good enough to get you to a Super Bowl with really good pieces around you. But to win that big game, you almost need a guy like a Mahomes. Or, right. And I don't even know if Josh Allen is that guy, to be honest. So yeah. there's only a few guys who could really get it done. And yeah, but like don't you think we always we, we always forget the quarterback is the most important position. But all these guys you're talking about have great players around them as well. Yeah, Which is, which yeah, is what mean, the Lions have tried right. to do. Yeah, you got to yeah. build that roster. That's kind of the, the deal that the Bears are going to be in. You know, they have a guy yeah. in Justin Fields who's proven he can play, you know, um, hasn't been great, but has proven he can play. He's had moments. And, yeah, he's had moments, and they're going to have probably two top five picks 
next year and Justin Fields' contract is coming up. So they've got the same dilemma, a similar dilemma. Do we move on from Fields, draft Caleb Williams, right. or do we say, all right, Fields has shown he can play. Let's keep him and use those other two picks, kind of like what you're saying, Ted, to build the team yeah. around Fields. That's what I would and, do with Chicago. That's exactly what I would do. Right. I mean, Fields has proven enough to me. I mean, if you have two top five picks, you can draft a receiver, whether an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, whatever, and you've got a solid core right there. You move on from Fields and draft a Caleb Williams or a Drake May out of North Carolina. Honestly, you have no idea what you're getting out of these rookie quarterbacks. Exactly. You have no idea what they're going to turn out to be. So that's it's a huge risk. So that that's that would be against my move right. on from Jared that, Goff argument. You know what you're getting with Jared Goff. He's at least going to be a good quarterback. You move on from him and yes, yeah, say see what Hendon Hooker has. It could go and yeah. or it could it's like boomer bust. He could be really good or well, I mean, you saw, yeah. you saw, I mean, the Rams, I mean, they took a calculated risk with Stafford, but you saw it's like the a quarterback just, a, I, I don't even, would say, wouldn't even say Stafford's way better than Goff, just a little bit better. And that's all they right. needed to really get over the hump. So, right. one and thing just I, the change I, sometimes. Yeah. We're talking about yep. freezing cold takes. Uh, I don't know if this is a freezing cold one because I still, where he was drafted, I don't know if positional value was there, but I mean, Jameer Gibbs, wow. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he's really rounding into form. It's yep. it's it's awesome watching. I, I saw you the most 20 most carries in the NFL of 20, 20 yards or more. I mean, what more do you need to know about a guy who's explosive? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I really think down the stretch, you talk about guys who can have like kind of a I'm here moment. I really think whether it's the Cowboys game coming up in a couple weeks or it's in playoffs, I think he's got a 200. Uh, plus total yard performance that's going to make everybody on the national level uh, fantasy people already love them us yeah. Lions fans already love them I think it's it's going to be a big performance on the stretch in the clutch whether it's a big run when we really need it or just an overall great game that's going to kind of catapult him to kind of that all pro uh, pro bowl level uh, as a guy that's going to be facing the league for years to come that's a bit of a stretch that's a, that's a hot mm. take saying that he's gonna be that but I really love what I've seen, and man, I'm glad the Lions have him. You know, I would have loved to have maybe gotten somebody like him in the third round. I'm not sure if that's if that exists, but I'm glad he's wearing a Lions uniform. And I'm glad we're not having to compete against him. You know, on Sundays, he's he's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think he's sure. the perfect mix with Montgomery because it's like, would if if he was the guy, the bell cow getting 25 carries. No one really does that anymore in the NFL. But you know, if he was 100% the number one back, would he? be as effective you know i don't know but mixing carries with montgomery it's it's honestly it's a it's almost like a perfect combination yeah it's almost like the thunder and ice type of thunder and lightning type of thing or you know fire and ice you know you got montgomery who's kind of a little more of a ground and pound and then gibbs it feels like anytime he touches the ball he's about to break one like he touches the ball and makes like one cut and you're like oh here he goes you know so he, he lays dudes out too he trucks guys too he's not just like a speed back does it's a perfect combination you're exactly right and again it's like it's like a clockwork thing because you got the offensive line you got two good running backs you got decent receivers for sure and then you put it all together it definitely makes jared goff look better when that all is clicking. i mean that play play action if they can run the ball a little bit which they do it just sets up the passing game. I mean, it's just it's a wonderful thing to watch. And, and you know what? The one thing you didn't mention, you read all the positions except maybe the guy who's really burst onto the scene that we probably should have maybe Laporta. Said this with, Laporta. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this is a all pro tight end that we're going to be able to watch for the next you know ten years. Knock right. on wood, we keep resigning him and we keep yes. a good team around him. Absolutely. Wow, he's impressive. For, and we and and that was another pick where at the time I really wanted Kincaid. 
uh, who ended up going to Buffalo, who's been kind of quiet this year. I think he's been kind of he's coming back from an injury, so who knows what what type of leap he may take next year. But that was a pick that I questioned at the time. But wow, I mean, at this at this at this point, put the blindfold on, and if Iowa has a tight end entering, entering the draft, I mean, freaking draft him. Uh, they're just they're, they perform in an unbelievable clip in the NFL, and Laporta just gotta love him. He just seems, and I saw a stat. He's made like. 17 of 19 contested catches or something like that. He just seems there was one game that he actually had like two drops and it was really head scratching. Uh, Otherwise he seems to catch everything, everything like in his radius, he catches, he, he breaks tackles. He's really, and then you got like Brock, Wright. That, you know, like uh, he's the Dan Campbell type. You got him to come in and block. And then you've got Laporta who's like Travis Kelsey or something like that. So really, honestly, they're, the Lions offense at full strength, I'd put them up against anyone's in the league. As long as they're indoors. As long as they're indoors. <laughs> well, and as long as their offensive line is healthy, which you said at the right. very start. That's You're so saying, right. Yeah. With yeah. Rag, I mean, Ragnow. Uh, Big difference. And yeah. uh, why am I blanking on the other guy that's been kind of banged up this year? Glass uh, Jonah Jackson, obviously, Jonah been battling Jackson, injury. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ragnow and – God damn it. Hold on. I got to think of who this other guy is because they're two big-time leaders on this team, and when they're healthy, like you said, the Sewell? whole team kind of follows suit. Decker, just go move on. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> We're throwing all the names. Kind of ruining my point, uh, not being able to know who this guy. Is. I mean, we we, we threw out every offensive lineman's name there. <laughs> what but, am I blanking on here, man? Yeah, they, uh, their offensive line is obviously one of the best in the league when when they're fully without healthy. a doubt. I mean, their offense shown. we have nothing to worry about. I mean, right. come on, you didn't throw out Taylor Decker, Decker, uh, right. Decker, yeah. and Ragnow. Those two guys, they they were big time leaders on the team, and when they're yeah. healthy, which we saw these last couple weeks. And the whole offensive line is in full force, like you said, Matt. You let you said it perfectly. The, the team goes as the offensive line goes, uh, yeah. and that's very true. Very, very true. And and number nine on the outside's coming into his own too. You know, He's, whatever whatever the the um the analysis was like he couldn't catch or he needs to learn how to use his hands. It seems like he's figuring that out. Maybe he's, maybe he's working with St. Brown and doing the jugs machine I bet 200 times a day or whatever, but he, he and, and they're figuring out how to use him. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Jared, if Jared Goff could actually throw a deep ball, that would help. exactly, exactly. And this, yeah. Oh my, we, we're on the golf thing. And this is gonna be the new like what this is like the new Aiden Hutchinson thing that we're gonna talk about every week. People are gonna get sick of it. Um, the the Not one thing I will say, this game. Is, he wins a playoff game, then all bets are off. All right, that's fair. That's that's one thing Stafford could do. One thing Stafford couldn't do. Yeah, I mean, really, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. For for very true. Um, one thing I will say about this game and why I think we're also you know, kind of happy about that game against Denver. It really felt like this team with this Denver game was going to go one of two ways. It was either really going to go off the tracks and be true SOL fashion, the way things have been planning, planning or paying off down the stretch, or they're going to do what they did, which is have just a true statement win, get the fan base back fully behind them. Yeah. Everybody rolling. Confidence feeling good. People are starting to get healthy. They're really feel like they're kind of rounding into form at the right time, which I didn't know if they were going to do. And it really looks like they are though. And that's why I feel so good about this team going forward. And they have which a legit is, shot to get that second seed too. Oh, yeah, which for is sure. huge, which is huge. And, and that, I mean, we've watched the playoffs enough to know a lot of times that's what it comes down to. What team is playing well going into the playoffs and healthy. What, what team is healthy and playing well going into the playoffs? I mean, basically, so how do we feel right now? They, the only way they don't win the NFC North is if they lose out and mm-hmm. the Vikings win out, which right. they, two of the games are against each other. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of unlikely. It seems like they, they're, they're going to win the North. They actually have a pretty good shot. Also, you said the two seed, Ted. 
they have an okay shot. We we tweeted it out at the one seed. If if uh, the 49ers lose two, which is possible, you know, you never know, and the That's Lions true. win out, yeah. they would have Lions would be the number one seed, which would How be kind of crazy. Be? <laughs> but I mean, you know, I don't the 49ers are playing really well right now, so I, I doubt that's gonna happen. But the big thing is, you know, what what that matchup is gonna be. Yeah, it, they're gonna they're probably gonna win the north, so they're they're gonna be hosting that first round playoff game. Who are they gonna get? I hope it's not the Seahawks. I hope it's not Geno Smith in that. I hope it's not Matthew Stafford. In That's the what Rams. I was going to say. I hope it's not the Rams, <laughs> even though it'd be a fun one to watch. It'd be a lot fun. Of stress. But, <laughs> yeah. Either, either way, you know, at that point, you don't, you're just happy to be there, you know, right, Ho- right. hosting a playoff game. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I just hope they take care of business this Sunday, get it over yep. with at Minnesota. So it doesn't come down to a must win game against the Cowboys or the Vikings to finish right. out the season. That could be that talk about stress. That, that's making me lose my breath right now. <laughs> that, but that, that Cowboys game in two weeks is going to be huge for both teams. Yeah. Cause I mean, the Cowboys are still playing for their division and you know, for the two seed and all that. So that's a huge game against the Cowboys in a couple of weeks. It, it, basically what you're teasing um is is the idea that if we lost to the vikings at minnesota right then we have basically a toss-up game against the cowboys exactly <laughs> it's really not out of the realm of possibility man that that, that game <laughs> could be for the nfc title if they if they lose these three down the stretch i promise you i will not watch playoff game i mark my words i will not watch whatever that playoff game is i will not watch <laughs> i might be with you because if they lose that if let's say it comes down to that minnesota game at home Final yeah, game of the regular um, season. I don't even to be in that position. It like <laughs> makes me sick to my stomach. I probably won't even watch that game. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be pretty. Got to win this. You the way you laid out made me a lot, a little bit more nervous, man. They got to win this week. This is a must win, I think. Yeah, it is. Go win. Yeah, just Good. go in. Take take get it over with. And yeah, if you got to rest a guy or two, then you can do it. Uh, no Either doubt. way, it's pretty cool to be talking about Lions winning the division, it hosting awesome. a playoff game. It's, it's awesome, pretty cool, man. It really is. Uh, and are we done with the lions? We don't, yeah. we want to move on to something else. I mean, we can uh, talk about, we can talk about golf a little more if we want. Nah, I don't think so. But I'm, <laughs> I'm paying him the money. I'm paying him the money. We'll leave it there. Uh, Juwan Howard's back. How do we feel about I guess. That? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know it, I, we, we've seen the stats. They, so they, they were here in Charlotte last night, um, Tuesday yeah. night. And I, I had tickets. It, work was giving away tickets. I had tickets and, we weren't I, we weren't able to find a babysitter last yeah. minute, so I didn't go. I'm glad I didn't go because they lost in double overtime to Florida. Florida. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm still I'm not out on Jared or John Howard. Oh, I know Jared, yeah. you, you probably kind of are, but because I still think he's he's a good coach. I think he's good for the program, obviously because of who he is, Fab Five, and you know all that kind of stuff. But there just seems to be like something missing. And we've seen it, these close games. I've, I could look it up real quick. The record or something. It's in like 5-17 and 17 or something yeah, like that. 5-17 like and 17 or something in, in close games. And a lot of those games, they had a lead late, and then they blow it. Mm-hmm. And it's just people, you know, they, they question, like, what's his in-game coaching like? Adjustments, you know, substitutions, drawing up plays at the end of game and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe you give him a little bit of pass a year or two in. Because if this was his first shot as a head coach, now he's what five years in, you know, whatever. So it's kind of like you should have worked these kinks out. You have a guy like Phil Martelli on your staff who, you know, should be mentoring you and you should be learning a lot from. So should be in his ear, right? And I, I just, I don't know. I, I, 
I don't. I, it would be hard for me to see Michigan firing him. You know what I mean? You're really going to fire Jawan Howard, but it might come. They, to I it. think. I mean, I would say. I mean, they got to make the tournament, right? Is he oh, on the yeah. hot seat? I maybe. I, I guess I haven't heard anything about that. But in my opinion, I, I'm not gonna. I haven't watched him. I saw. I some my buddy actually sent me a picture of like game about to head to double OT versus Florida. I was literally like, I couldn't care less, man. I, I don't even, <laughs> it's I'm just out on that program. And we, and I mean, I, we, we could rehash what I said, you know, whatever, two, three weeks ago on the whole Jawan fiasco. I, I, and it sucks because I really was rooting for him, man. I, I like, I love him. Like I love Dan Campbell. That's how I felt when we hired him. I was like, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do with this program. And it's just been, it's just been depressing every step of the way. Even that really good team he had that made the elite eight. If you remember that game, it's like, man, down the stretch, they really kind of blew that game against UCLA. That was a damn good Michigan squad. Maybe the best squad that we've seen outside of maybe that Trey Burke team that they had uh, or the other team that made it to the championship game uh, in 2018. They were loaded. Uh, yeah. so it's just been a bummer. I, I wish we should be talking about how awesome it is, how awesome the recruits we're getting are, how cool it is. Jalen Rose is sitting courtside, all that stuff. It, it just hasn't, it's, it's just feels like we haven't gotten that Hollywood, Hollywood movie that we were kind of expecting with Juwan when we took over. And it's been right. depressing. It like it makes me not want to watch it. Right. Right. And it's all the, it's all the side stuff too. It's not just losing these games. It's then all the kind of exactly. the side stuff that's going on that makes it even more frustrating to even talk about, you know. But, yeah. And it's like it's like a whole. It feels like we're like we have like a whole new roster, and this is just the world of college basketball now. Yeah. If, unless yeah. you're Izzo, who doesn't who's doesn't go in the portal, it's like it's like a whole new roster you got to learn every year, just so they can be gone in a year once you finally figure out who the hell these guys are. That's just another part that's really killed us because I mean that was what was awesome about those beeline program about the beeline program you felt you saw the same guys get developed to get better and better you know over the course of their four-year career maybe they played five minutes as a freshman then they're leading the team to a you know a championship berth by the time they're a senior there's none of that anymore really in college basketball as a whole yeah and it's it's too bad it's too bad because that was part of the fun of following your team you know you got to see them for a few years you know now you have to check the roster every year every half a year You know, speaking of the team over there in East Lansing, I mean, they had a nice bounce back win over uh, Baylor at uh, Little Caesars Arena, beat them by, what, 24, something like that. Yeah, at one point, I think they were up by like 40 at one point. I mean, they they absolutely smashed Baylor, who they were number six at the time. You know, these early season rankings, sometimes you only take with a grain of salt because, I mean, like Michigan State was preseason top five. So, and they slipped out. But we, we said it last week or the week before, we know when when Michigan State was losing all these games that they always front load their their schedule. They always play probably the toughest schedule in college basketball at the beginning of the year. And they always lose a few of the games. And you know, people start to question Izzo and then by February or March they have things going. I mean, when when their guards are playing well, Hoggard Hoggard and uh um, Walker. Tyson Walker, they're fine. So yeah. I mean, are, are they gonna make a run to the final four? You know, you never know, but I, I'm not I'm not worried about Michigan State. They'll be in the tournament, probably contending for the Big Ten. Purdue, Purdue is really good, mm-hmm. but I, I bet they'll be up at the top of the Big Ten by the end of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I, always- yeah, I don't really have much more to add on it. It's just like you said, it was a right-on cue, man. Right as soon as everybody started turning on Izzo, of course, they, they win a big game. And in a statement fashion, I mean, what right. the hell? Where right. did that come from? 
I mean, hopefully we see a little bit more of that from Michigan State uh, the rest of the year than what we saw those first nine games of the year. Well, a little college basketball talk for us. Still for me, it's still a little early. There's been some yeah. pretty good games, but uh, it's still football season. But uh, once we finish up in football, uh, we'll be checking it out full time. But back to basketball for one second before we finish this uh, this segment of the podcast. What in the hell? I mean, it's it's hard, hard to talk about the sad boys down there, the Pistons. I mean, 24 straight losses. They have Utah coming up tomorrow, Thursday. I mean, just a quick thought. They start off the year two and one. You look at it. I think I made a point. You can tell our our mole out there. He doesn't have to go back and get my take. I thought, I thought this was going to be actually a pretty good team knocking I, I on the playoff did. door, yeah. you know? I yeah, mean, I, what I'm, happened? What happened? Yeah. It's pretty good young talent, really. They don't, they can't, I mean, they just, they don't have shooting. Is that it? <laughs> Which, I mean, that sounds so simple. And, I mean, there's a million different uh, holes we can go down trying to right. psychoanalyze everything going on with, yeah. I mean, flat out, if you can't, can't shoot. shoot in the NBA, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on where they're 24 straight. I really don't. I, It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. It's <laughs> it just, it's like you, you can't believe it. It's like you're in the NBA. It's like, I just, I don't know how you don't win one of these games, man. And right. there's been a lot of them where it's been like, it's a close game, close game. And then once that crunch time comes and guys like, you know, Jalen Brunson or whatever start to take over Giannis, it, it, they pull away and the Pistons end up losing. I mean, Kate had a career night the other night. I think he had what 40 plus points Yeah, looked damn good uh answered a lot of maybe potential question marks that have been looming around him and this team but even in that it's losing effort it's it's just the weight of the world is on this young team we've talked a lot about how they don't have that you know guy who's one who can kind of mentor them put them back on the railroad tracks it's just they're in a pit that seems bottomless and we somebody needs to throw them a lifeline i don't know what that is i don't know if it's a trade i don't know if it's a shakeup i really don't know what's going to pull them out of this hole they just need to get that one goddamn win Mm-hmm. And I think they'll start to look a little bit better, but it, it, I don't know where to begin. This is the NBA. This has yep. been my problem with it, with a, especially with a, a team like Detroit, where if you don't have one of those top five guys in the league, like a Luka, LeBron, you know, whatever, go down the list, you really don't have a chance to win the title. So right. even as we were talking about how positive that w- it was looking for this team, without that guy, you really still have no chance, and it's That's a bummer. It, yeah, so I mean, it, the, I just, it's hard for me to get excited even about them before the season because it's like at the end of the day, man, you're still like that piece away from truly being able to contend. Yeah, I, I would think, I would hope most of the NBA stands, as as we like to refer to them as the the super fans, the ones that were, you know, we were all realistic, like we mm-hmm. said. This is a quality team on paper before the season. They made a really good hire, a head coach, Monty Williams, a really good head coach in the NBA, young talent. But we weren't saying they were about to win the East. No. But I would think even the super fans would would take a look and be like, this roster is really flawed. Like you you just laid it all out, Jared. They don't have the the veteran presence. Cade Cunningham looks like he's a could be a budding superstar, but he's got to have some help around him. And the other guys that a lot of the super fans are like so excited about, Beef Stew and <laughs> Killian Hayes. And so many if you if you look at these guys, the, these are not really high quality NBA players on a good team. You take some of those guys and put them on the Mavs with Luca. You put them on the Suns with Kevin Durant and all those guys, or, you know, the, the nuggets with Joker. Yeah. They, they'd be like pretty good players, but if they're supposed to be like your key contributors, that well, not, you're going to lose 24 straight games is, is what's going to happen. Kinda, you know, as the trade deadline looms, it's like, you think about a guy like beef stew. I'd love it. It's I love him on the Pistons. I think there's something in there with him. 
but like you said, he's just in the wrong role. Whereas right. if you pair, pair him up with LeBron or some AD and he's playing, you know, 20, 25 minutes a game, it's like I, he probably would thrive in there. Same thing with right. Killian Hayes. I think if you get him in the right position, it's like he could, he has something. Mm-hmm. But it's just how the, it's it's unfair to those guys, how they're currently constructed with all the players around them. None of them are in a spot where it feels like they can truly be their best self. And that's what's right. kind of the biggest bummer of it all. Yeah, I mean, you got to be, you got to get lucky in the draft. I mean, hopefully they got lucky with Cade Cunningham, and maybe in two, three, four years we're looking back on this, and he's a superstar. You know, you never know. But like the Bucks got lucky and drafted Giannis. We've, we've seen what happened there. They okay. won a title, and right. he's one of the best players in the league. The the Grizzlies got lucky and drafted John Morant, and you know he's gone through his stuff off the court. He comes back last night and hits a buzzer beater and wins a game. And the Grizzlies look like they could make a run to the playoffs now with him. You got to get lucky. If, if you're not the Lakers who could just spend as much exactly. money, if you're, yeah. if you're not Mixed. some of these, right. Some of these teams that'll just spend a ton of money all the time. And, you know, you got to get lucky and draft a superstar. Even the Mavs, Mark Cuban will spend endless amount of money, but they got Luca and, you know, now they're good. As long as they've got Luca, they're going to be a playoff team. The, yeah, Nuggets, that... the Nuggets got Jokic and now they're going to be good until, you know, whatever. So, right. You're you're talking the elite teams that could possibly win NBA title. I 100% agree with that. But then you look at the Pistons compared to the other teams that had that were in the lottery for years, like Orlando. Now look yeah. at them. They've that's what I'm hoping that the Pistons right. get to, and that's what I was thinking they would get to. Not NBA championship, not Eastern Conference Finals, but to be where they're at, it's it's um, in a negative way. I think I we saw something tweeted about it. It's very impressive. 24 straight. It is. Any way you look at it. I mean, I mean, the, the, the record, the record for consecutive losses is 26. Right. It's, it's been done twice. The, the, the real record is 28, but that was over two seasons. Two seasons. So that, yeah. That kind of, so, so right. They're, they're almost there to the record <laughs> of 26 losses in a row in one season. And Ouch. that's very, that's very possible. And we were talking about it at work the other day. We were like the team that loses to the Pistons to stamp. They should they should kick them out of the league. Whatever, whatever team the Pistons beat to break this record, just just fold, <laughs> just hang it up. Uh, one, it does, one, it it's does dire, man. It, it, now it's it starts dire. to become a mental thing, right? It becomes a mental thing. For that's sure. all they're thinking about now. All yeah. they're thinking about is this losing streak. It's that's, all, that's like the thing. It's like every. It feels like every shot. Like it's like the weight of the world is on these guys. It's like I feel bad for them. It's like. I don't, see I, that? I don't know how they got that? in this spot. And I mean, obviously you can say like a look in the mirror. I just think it's, it's it, once those, that ball starts rolling and I don't know how you get off that track. I really don't. Yeah. Did you it's guys see the tough in your office too? <laughs> yeah, True. Right. Spe- speaking of your office, when, one of the games on Bally sports, I don't know, Jared, you probably saw the clip on Twitter or you, you might've been watching live. I don't know, but there was a, a rollout going, going to break. Usually, you know, the tape room, they put together four or five shots. Usually it's a, positive stuff a bunch of baskets to get to break this one was sad pistons sad pistons and then it ended on two young like eight-year-old yeah. pistons fans in the crowd it was getting gold. in a fight <laughs> like they look like they were brothers you know like just bugging each other but that was the last shot going to commercial break and and blaha was just like these pistons you know 24 in a row they've lost 
the fans are even starting to fight. <laughs> I forget exactly. Like said, what they're he said. bad boys. But it was just like, oh, this is <laughs> yeah. depressing, man. This is terrible. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's just you work with a lot of talented people, man. I don't know where they found that. Who put that together? It right. was. It was a perfect like encapsulation of this streak. It really yeah. was. It's been tough. It, it'll but, it'll it'll turn up, man. It'll start to it look will. brighter. I think. I, I, at the end of the day, I don't know. My my whole life, the Pistons haven't been that good. I mean, I don't even remember the 04 teams, even the 05, 06. I mean, really, my first real memory was when they traded for Allen Iverson because he was like my favorite player. Um, and that ended up being a dumpster fire. So yeah. I, it's just I'm not they're like the Lions to me. They really are. You know, we're yeah. finally seeing the Lions pull out of it. But it's like this is nothing. This doesn't surprise me. This is what I've known my whole life. Last NBA question or comment, uh, Draymond Green. Uh, if you're Commissioner Silver, is this? The rest of the year is this 20 games wow. what do you do with that There's kind really, of thing? i i love draymond i've always been a draymond guy favorite favorite college player of all time right I remember for one of my first memories of watching basketball was watching his saginaw breslin team win a, win a state title um you saw the magic in what he was even as a high schooler what makes draymond draymond is that is that fiery edge and i get like people being so pissed about it they act like he like committed a crime with what he did like he flopped and accidentally hit him in the face. Yeah, it wasn't good. It's the fact that he's been a repeat. repeat what, what were you watching? <laughs> accidentally, I don't know. That's what I, I. That's what he said. I. It was so random, and I don't think that Nurkic did anything that would have really prompted him to do that. I just think that's how he plays the game. He plays like everybody is like the biggest villain in the world, and that's what makes Draymond Draymond. I, he should have been suspended for sure indefinitely suspended i i don't necessarily we act like this guy is like the world's biggest criminal dude he's playing basketball he's playing a physical sport it's like these things happen it's like the nba has become so soft man i mean the nfl it's like if somebody punches somebody on the helmet does anything even happen uh i get that it hit him in the actual head and, and again i agree he should have been suspended but the fact you're even teeing it up on this podcast ted it's like you think it's like the worst thing in the world what he did shouldn't you be the guy like from the 70s 80s era where you love this stuff it's like you celebrate this stuff but See, now you're I knew that was coming that was crazy. I, it's funny how i get brought into it when i just asked the question no but you know, but you, know the question. you know what you were doing i know what your opinion was before you even said it uh, well how'd you figure that out and <laughs> I will just t- the way you cheated up and i will tell you my opinion he should well. get at least 20 games that's what i say but again, but again, you're you're. I feel like we. I mean, we have we've mentioned the mole a few times now, man. I mean, it's like I feel like you're going back and forth. It's like if this was if I took that same exact video and yeah, but Jared, this is not the eighties. This is not the eighties NBA. It's not the eighties NBA anymore. It's not. You know. Yeah, I, I, obviously, right. So, I, so I'm not even. How can I'm not even arguing against myself? It, it's today's day and age. I'm interested think, to hear what Matt has to say. Do you? Yeah. Well, I think I think the point you made about the repeat offender—that's probably one of the biggest things. That's why he's getting treated this way. I mean, Joe Dumars is like the what his title is—the president of basketball operations or whatever the the union leader, you know, whatever he is. And him and Draymond are like really good friends. And even Dumars has come out and said, like, man, you gotta you gotta figure this out. And Dumars was a part of the bad boys, and he's right. he's recognizing that this isn't right. Right? The NBA has changed, you know. So obviously. If this stuff was happening back in these the seventies, eighties, maybe it wouldn't look as bad. Wouldn't I think it's anything. also like the the stuff that he's doing. He's the only one doing this stuff. Stomping on Sabonis's chest last year in the playoffs, he's kicked at least four or five dudes in the nuts a few times. You know, like and, and the stuff that he's doing, it's not like a natural movement. You know, like when he swung back and hit Nurkic, it wasn't like he was just flailing. Like he clearly swung back. 
He can say it was an accident, but well, it, it wasn't it's a backhand. Like it was a front hand. Right. It, it, it's not like a, a natural basketball movement where he's going up for a rebound and, you know, you catch someone with an elbow. That happens all the time. That That's where it is. Like, ah, you know, stuff happens. Right. The stuff Draymond is doing, it just looks like to me, he, he it looks like someone to me that he's he's not the player he once was. He can he can see father time catching mm-hmm. up and, and he's getting annoyed that these young players, I mean, not that they don't respect him, but they're not backing down from him. Well, they're not you know? winning the young, you know, the young players don't care about him. now. Right. Yeah, it's I, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't think suspended for the year. No, that, that's probably extreme. I'm curious. I, I was thinking, yeah, 1520, like you said, Ted. But to me, I think it comes down to, and a lot of the analysts and stuff have said it, it's got to be Draymond showing that he actually wants to whatever he's got to do. I don't Like he said, he's going to counseling. I don't know like if he needs to do that. I don't know. I don't know him personally. But, you know, because the last time he got suspended, he said, like, I'm not going to change. This is who I am. So it's kind of like, well, then what are we doing? I mean, if, you know, it's kind of like – the John Morant stuff that he was doing off the court. That's much more serious than what uh, Draymond was doing. If you're, if you're not saying that you're going to try and fix yourself, figure stuff out, then, then yeah, what, what are we doing? Then, then yeah, maybe you do need to be out of the league, but you can't just be punching dudes for no reason and, and kicking guys in the groin and stuff. Well here, and uh, we don't need to spend 40 hours on Draymond, but <laughs> right. my problem is think about, think about just the LeBron incident. Which people like we talk about how he's this checkered past Draymond Green like he's this horrible guy. LeBron literally was like straddling over him, basically putting his balls on his face. (laughs) What do you like, Ted? What would you do in that situation? Like, what is crazy about what he like? And believe me, I'm a LeBron fan. I was there rooting for Draymond's suspension for that. But it's like we're acting like he's he's like a killer. It's it's basketball. You play hard. I love that. And the fact that we're like basically nerfing, that's a young kid term for you, Ted. Nerfing the the Thanks toughness of this league, uh, it, it's it 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 just makes me sick. It's yeah, punish him two, three, five games, spend him five games, whatever. But the the fact that we're making this guy out to be like the biggest villain in the world because he plays hard and, and wears He's emotions the, on his sleeve, it's like what are we talking about? Who cares about his emotions? Yes, he play he plays hard. We all want players that play hard. He's dirty period listen okay now we're doing this the 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 your favorite team of all time the bad boys the jordan rules essentially were we're going to try to basically so the celtics or so the lakers every, so every team in the league at that time every team in the league was, was played it was that strategy way. look at the but, highlights but now you're calling but so that was just the league i mean draymond, draymond green is the dirtiest player in the nba this is ted fatel's opinion <laughs> It's kind Call of it up later. Somebody look it up later. I don't care. He's the dirtiest. <laughs> that's in the, the easy NBA. take. Yeah, that's the it's, easy it's take. similar. It's I mean, common it, sense take. You you could say you could say it's similar to the NFL when you look at let's just say Ronnie Lott, the hits that he used to do back in the day. Jack you Tate. can't you can't do that nowadays. You know, some of these guys lay a hit on someone and and immediately they're like, 10 years ago that wouldn't have been a penalty." Well, in today's right. NFL, that's a penalty. So yeah, I think I think that's part of the argument too. The game has changed. If he was doing this stuff in the 70s, yeah, maybe it wouldn't look as bad, but you know, you, you can't do that. I, I mostly just think that it, the stuff he's doing just doesn't it's it's obvious. It doesn't look like a natural basketball movement. Right. You know, he's, who's a dirtier player than him? Right. That's what I want to know. Who's dirtier in the NBA? And that what what's gonna suck, kind of to Jared's point, this, you know, kind of his style of play, his energy and all that kind of stuff. So if he comes back and tries to like tone it down. 
he's going to be a completely different player. Yeah, and then he's, he's not even going to exactly. be like who he is. So that that's what kind of starts to get. It's almost like he needs to change the scenery type of thing. Not like Maybe. the Warriors need to trade him, but it's almost like he needs to like step away and go to the Pistons. Come come play in Detroit. Come <laughs> yeah. play in Detroit. And, you know, we'll, we'll revitalize the last part of your career. Oh, God, it's all we need. <laughs> Just to put a bow on it again. Well, LeBron James stands over him, staring at him like he owns him. Balls basically right there. I mean, it's just like I, I get what the rules are, but it's like why, it's one why incident. is that taking out like that's dirty? It's, that's one incident. That's one incident, right? Okay, if you give if you give, give Green the benefit of the doubt for that one incident, I'm with you. But it's been incident after incident, and this latest one. I mean, watch the film, man. Watch it. There's a difference between like Rashid Wallace with which you were probably cheering on and loving him, man. While I he love was how you keep going back to titles. the past. We're not talking about the past. <laughs> I can keep going back to the past all day. My God, get over it. We're talking <laughs> well, about well, the just, I, just, I thought you would have a little bit more respect for the sanctity of the game. That basketball is a men's sport. It's, it's turned into it's turned into like this. I don't even know social media. And I'm now I'm sound like an old guy. It's like it's, it's turned into something that it wasn't, which is like, I wow. get it's more fun and I love the openness of the NBA and the high flying and all that. But the, the fact that Draymond is like, it's like almost like his career is in jeopardy over this stupid slap. It's like, it's just basketball, man. Uh, okay. Slap sure. him on the wrist, move on. I get he's re- repeat. I funny. I'm using the word offender, repeat offender. Yeah. You, emotions run high when you care. Okay. Believe me, you're, you're sitting here talking about the Pistons. Man, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have that every night. I'd love you're, it. You're entitled to your opinion, young man, but I guess we'll see what Adam Silver decides to do. Yeah. <laughs> I already know what it's going to be. And, and I get, it's like, I, I, I'm i not saying I, like, Draymond needs to figure it out, man. Clearly, these are the rules. Live in the rules. Yes. But I'm just defending him for the fact that you're, like, you're seeing her slandering him. I mean, he's a Michigan guy, man. Saginaw. You should be repping him every step of the way. If he Call wasn't dirty, if he wasn't dirty, I would. If he wasn't playing dirty, I would. Come on. Like I can't right. help it. You're going back to when you were 12 years old. And he's one of your favorite players. Come on. It's right in front of you. Hey, I love how he plays, man. All right, and, fair and, enough. And that's as simple as it is. I don't <laughs> want to see him change. I don't want him to change. We'll leave it there. All right, we'll wrap this podcast up with uh, a special entertainment Christmas treat for you. Right after this. <laughs> When it comes to an emergency, time matters. At Memorial Healthcare in Owasso, our emergency department is Fast ER. We feature low wait times, and we're just a short drive from Flint and Lansing. With emergency trained providers and verification as a level three trauma center, Memorial is an acute stroke-ready hospital. For fast, friendly treatment of minor illnesses and injuries, Memorial Healthcare Urgent Care in Owasso and Durand is now open seven days a week with service from 10 a.m to 8 p.m. No appointment is needed and we're conveniently located on North State Road across from Meyer and Owasso and on Lansing Road in Durand. We offer on-site x-ray and lab services too. Stop in Monday through Friday 7:30 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Owasso and 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Durand. Saturday and Sunday lab hours are from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. in both Owasso and Durand. Memorial Healthcare, Fast CR, and with urgent care, lab, and x-ray services now seven days a week. We invite you to find out more and visit us at memorialhealthcare.org. 
All right, guys, for this entertainment tonight, it, it's Christmas week. You know, we're about five days away from, from Christmas, so let's kind of change it up a little bit. We do these drafts sometimes with whatever topic that we're talking about. So let's go through. We, we've broken down. We'll, we'll probably post it on our social media. We've broken down our favorite Christmas music. We've broken down our favorite um, Christmas movies on previous pods. That's, that's a standard one that people do. Yep. Hey, everyone, break down your favorite Christmas songs, your favorite Christmas uh, movies. We, we do that all the time. This isn't that much different, but let's just let's just go general holiday stuff. We're all going to do three point podcast, so we always stick to stick to the, the number three. Are the three of us our top three holiday traditions? Anything, every family, every every you know friend group, every office, everyone has different holiday traditions. So I have no idea what you guys are going to say. It could be the standard stuff that everyone knows, but right. we'll go through draft style but you know it's not going to be where if i pick one ted you gotta pick something else we'll just go down the order just our three favorite holiday traditions that usually start you know some some people maybe start before thanksgiving but it seems like after thanksgiving is where the the christmas time the holiday stuff starts so i'll 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 go ahead and start it off since i'm kind of teeing it up i guess and mine's easy My, my number one because i love it i probably said it when we talked about christmas music it's a christmas music when 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 Thanksgiving comes around and you know the the serious, you know, you talk about XM Radio Ted all the time. When the, when the holiday stations come back, I don't change the channel from about Thanksgiving until well, a day or two after New Year's. It's Christmas music for me in the car all the time. We listen to it at home. We'll turn on Pandora or Spotify, whatever, when we're at home with the kids. Christmas music is probably my number one holiday tradition. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat it. I mean, uh and that's the thing. Maybe I'm, that's why I'm not in the Christmas spirit this year. Is I, I, now that you're saying it's like, I don't think I've sat and listened to any Christmas music at all this year. That'll, uh, that'll definitely get you in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that's kind of weird side story is my, I, w- w- my dad came and visited with my mom. He, he like played music in his car. He was playing the, the Philadelphia Eagles like Christmas album. <laughs> what the hell are you listening to? <laughs> I don't know. Even if you're a Lions head, not even the fact that it's like the Eagles, just like what in God's green earth has this world come to? That's what you're listening to. But anyway, I can get my, my number one. Uh, this is a weird one. You guys are gonna be like, what the hell? But think, f- stay with me on this one. The midnight mass or, or church on Christmas Eve. Listen, church, any other Sunday of the year, it's it's the worst hour of the week in terms of boredom. I mean, it's it's good what you get out of it, but my God, is it boring. But in terms of the the Christmas Eve, I actually appreciate kind of the pageantry that one day a year at at mass. I appreciate everything that that is going on. The pageantry, the decorations, the fact that it takes like an extra 30 minutes, it seems like because there's all the people there. I, I love it. Uh, you know, it's still kind of boring, but it's a magical boring. And I appreciate it. It's a good yeah. tradition. I love it. You know, the midnight mass, especially, even though I hate that nowadays it's like, it's like 10 PM or 9 PM. It's not even yeah. midnight anymore. I used to love, we went to that a couple times when I was growing up, you know, they have the candles lighting the whole, the walkway, everything about the midnight mass on Christmas Eve. I'm here for it. I love it. That's a good nice. take. I actually wrote that down. Old school midnight mass Christmas Eve. I mean, that was one of my, one of my tradition things I had too. And I agree with you. It's kind of disappeared, but, uh, uh, it, it was kind of special being able to just just stay awake when you were younger. You right. know, you're kind of going, but, but mom, dad, it's oh, I'm so tired. But then you knew when you got home, you're probably going to pass out and Santa yeah. be there the next day. So it yeah. was good take. Yep. Yeah, I would say one of my traditions, and and this is nothing out of the ordinary, but 
kind of like Matt said with the Christmas music, I kind of like to fire up the old Christmas movies, you know, mm-hmm. like Home Alone, Elf, all the classics. And and in fact, when I came down to do the podcast, my wife was I had it on the DVR from last year. We never even watched it. And you and I'm sure we can find it anywhere with streaming and everything. But how the grit, the Grinch, she was watching oh, yeah. the Grinch when I came down. So yep. I hate that movie, man. I hate it. God, you know, I hate well, it. with Jim Carrey or the cartoon or both. I mean, I've never even watched the cartoon, the Jim Carrey yeah. one. There are some funny moments, but like oh, there are some great. good one liners in it. But my God, as a whole, I hate <laughs> everything about the aesthetic of that movie. It's creepy. It's weird. It is a little creepy. It's good, though. Yeah. No, my so my number two. If so, Ted, you said Midnight Mass and then Christmas movies for your top I, two. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, Jared had Midnight Mass. I went with okay. Christmas. So, movies. Oh, yeah, so with Snake Draft, so you got to go again. Go again. Who I do? Okay. Yeah, nope. uh, well, I'll go back. Uh, decorating the outside for Christmas, putting up okay. Christmas lights. It's kind yep. of evolved. I used to be a lot more gung ho, but I've uh, I've kind of nailed it down to where it's not quite as difficult. You know, I've got a nice little setup in my front. I got a little nativity thing. I got lights over our front window, and uh, I've got a big star hanging down on my front porch. And then we hang up a, a wreath with uh, bulbs above our garage. That's kind of it. But that's nothing. It sounds like you. It sounds like this is a freaking weekend job. Um, no, it's a day. It's a day job. You know. Not I agree with you, day. actually. That was my second pick. Ironically, nice. I'll just piggyback off it. That is my second pick. Christmas okay. lights, especially. Um, it's funny you talk about how you don't put in the same effort. You know, I finally have a house. We've talked about that on the spot. I mean, I don't own it, but I rent it. Um, I always thought like when I had my own place, like I would have the best lights on the block. I always thought that when I was a kid, like I'm going to really do it upright. Now that I think about it, it sounds like the worst way to spend a weekend. Um, <laughs> I appreciate I love other people putting up lights. I love looking at them. But my God, I mean, the idea of me getting on a ladder, you know, and just like basically put my life on the line to hang up some lights just to tear them down in a few weeks. It just it just sounds horrible. Uh, there's no shot in hell. I do it. Like I said, I love the people that do it. Uh, there's nothing quite like that perfectly lit up tree. Sounds like kind of what you have, Ted, where it's like perfectly well done, manicured, follows the, you know, the the gutters perfectly around the house. It does there's look nothing pretty good. Quite like it. it always is a little <laughs> bit depressing, though. You'll have like the house, you know, like imagine you're on a street. And there's like five houses lit up in a row. Then there's like the one that has no lights. <laughs> right. And it, you, it just looks like a place that like where like Krampus would live or <laughs> right. definitely a place you don't want to walk into. It just it creeps me out. Um, but you can't overdo it at the same point. Yeah. Like I think about like you see some of these houses where it's like it's like it's like it's like Fox Theater, like the way it's lit up mm-hmm. and like people are driving by parking. I mean, this seems like something you'd bitch about on a pod in like 10 years, Ted, that mm-hmm. your next door neighbor has like a Cedar Point type setup. That's like an attraction. <laughs> That is way too much, man. Do it good. Do it nice. You know, ha- have the matching lights. But if you're having the whole dance routine where they're dancing the lights and pop-ups, all blow-ups all over the place, it's too much. You've gone overboard, and it's taking what, away from Christmas. What do you guys think of the blow-ups? Obviously, it sounds like they're you're horrible. not into it. I yeah. hate them. Okay. I mean, maybe there's some some cute ones, or you know, there might be some kind of cool ones, but I they seem a little gaudy. I don't know. I mean, you can definitely maybe if you have one little one or something like that. Like if one of your kids is really into, you know, whatever character it is. Okay, cool. But yeah, definitely you can you you can go overboard. I don't know though, Jared. You you say you don't like the mood the Grinch. I think you could play the Grinch pretty well. I mean, <laughs> without makeup. <laughs> I mean, man, you, you talk about wanting to get in the Christmas spirit. 
go put up some lights put up your christmas Dude, tree I, play some christmas music i mean that'll yeah. that'll get you in the spirit it is fun i christmas lights i didn't think of that one the decorations because i do really enjoy that i think it's fun and, and my wife and i have talked about it i don't know if it's just our area or what but i remember growing up and we would do those weekend drives of just going to look at christmas yeah. lights we would yeah. just drive around and look at christmas lights i would almost the vast majority of houses used to always have lights now I, it's I'd almost even say it's less than half and half. Like it doesn't seem like as many people are doing Christmas lights. I don't know if they see it as a hassle, kind of like what Jared was talking about, or what. I don't I don't know if it's a thing up there, but down here, probably around Christmas or around Thanksgiving time, all those like yard signs and advertisements go up of people saying, "I pay me and I'll put up your Christmas lights." Right. I'm always like, that's a heck of a um. Uh, a business, a little side hustle. Never you got people that, that want Christmas lights, but they don't want to put the work in. Right. Pay me to do it. There you huh. go, Jared. That'll get you in the spirit. Have a little side hustle. Did you miss the start of the where I have no money? So that's <laughs> well, that's a side hustle. Side hustle. Yeah. That's the side um, hustle. Oh, you're people... saying I'll, I'm the one doing it. I've <laughs> yeah, never people... done it, so I can't imagine I do a very good job. <laughs> I'd imagine if someone's paying professionally to have that done, it would be like what I'm describing, like the perfectly lined up uh, lights. I mean, just looking out my window. Like I would say, probably one in ten houses on my street have lights. Right. Ooh. So I, yeah, maybe it is like a dying, dying breed. Dying Seems tradition. like it. People are people are getting out of the spirit a little bit. My number two, um, office Christmas parties or just Christmas parties in general, Fam- family Christmas parties, office Christmas parties, friends Christmas parties, whatever. I love any social event. I love getting together, talking to people, and just hanging out. Whether it's family, friends, you know, whatever. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I went to my, my wife's office Christmas party and it was a blast. Um, I just love that kind of stuff. Getting together, whether there's a white elephant gift exchange, whether it's just food and drinks, you know, whatever it is, you know, you guys talking about your guys's family Christmas tradition. We, you know, we used to always get together. Obviously I'm not in Michigan, so I don't get to go to our family stuff very often anymore, but uh, the, the Christmas parties, I love it. The food, talking the kids running around ripping gifts open you know the the sweaters and the the outfits and all that uh, i love that kind of stuff that would be my number two I, i'm gonna sound horrible man i'm gonna sound like a grinch <laughs> i love parties i love chris i love the the um i agree with everything i love a good office party can i just say i hate uh white elephant i hate that effing game yeah. <laughs> and usually it always is associated with the office christmas party i remember like four or five years ago at a job i used to have we did one with like gift cards Remember this moment clear as day, probably why I hate this damn game. Open it up, Victoria's Secret gift card. Everybody erupts <laughs> laughing like it's funny. <laughs> and it probably would be funny, like, for the people. But just me, I open it up, it's freaking uncomfortable. It's like, wow, this is weird. So, I don't know. I just hate that damn game. It is. But and it's one of those games. Parties, like, the food especially is always awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the food is always good. I mean, it, the, the white elephant thing, though, it's... If you, if you set it up as these are going to be gag gifts, okay, that can be kind of fun. But if you're trying to give legitimate gifts and, you know, you set the limit at 25 bucks, you know, whatever, there's always going to be a couple like you end up with the Bath and Body Works lotion set and you're just kind of <laughs> like, oh, well, cool, you know, thanks. And then, you know, yeah, you actually got something legit and you're like, can I actually have the gift that right. I bought? So that, yeah, right. the white elephant sometimes can be a hit or miss. All right. What's your third pick? Last one. Round it out. My third. I, I, I if we're, if we're not eliminate the, my third was going to be movies. Cause I love the Christmas movies also. I mean, once 
you know, the, the kids so, go to bed. My wife and I, we try to, we, you know, we have our list. We want to watch daddy's home too. We want to watch four Christmases. <laughs> we want to watch Santa Claus. We want to watch home alone. We try and, you know, by the time we get to Christmas, we try and knock all these, all these ones off. So we're, <laughs> we're in the process right now. Daddy's home too is horrible, but it does have one of the funniest so things I've ever seen, which is when he's walking with like hot chocolate to give it to Mark Wahlberg. It's like the most absurd way he like pours it all over himself as he drops it. It's so dumb, but I think that scene is hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah. Mark Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell are hilarious together. I, I love that combo. Movie. Yeah, they are. It's yeah. you wouldn't expect it, but yeah, they're they're perfect together. Uh, number three, uh, this is uh, I mean, just the obvious one. I mean, where this would be the number one pick. I mean, opening presents. Uh, what more do yeah. I need to really even explain? Uh, there's nothing like that magic as a kid waking up, seeing those presents, uh, especially when you think Santa is real uh, and you really think about what all he accomplishes in one night. It's mind boggling. <laughs> uh, but when you're a kid, especially when you're a little, little kid, like your kid's age, Matt, where they have like 20 gifts because they're all like $15 a piece. Uh, and you can, you know, you get a bunch of million toys. You're opening them up for an hour. Uh, when awesome. you get older, it gets a little bit more lame. It's like you get, oh, I got an iPhone. It's like one little present you open <laughs> or an iPod, you know, or whatever, an Xbox. Like you open yep. up one thing. Uh, it's not quite that same magic. But when you're a kid, I like ages 1 to 12, I mean, opening up presents at any age is awesome. But especially those ages, it's the best. Yeah, yep. that's that's one of the big magic parts of Christmas right there when you're a kid, without a doubt. Do I have one left? Is that what one I left. One left. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say that we're talking tradition and our Frankenmuth Fatel family tradition get together. It doesn't get much better than that. It's all about family. You know, uh, we're talking about the younger generation now coming up, the grandkids. So I'm just going to say our, our annual family get together. We look forward to that every year. I mean, we've got it down to a fine art, you yeah. know. We have the dinner at Frankenmuth. We have the party afterwards. I mean, it's and there's games involved. It's it's just a great time to catch up with everybody, see what everybody's up to, and and just have a, a great time. So, yep. so I I so for those who don't know, our, my grandpa used to always pay for it for everybody, like fifty percent family, which I can't imagine what that bill is. Um, we have one more year where some of the money that he had, obviously, is still going to pay for one more dinner for all yeah. of us. I heard a rumor that since you're the oldest sibling in the family, that you're going to be the one covering the tab next year. Is uh, that true? Or it's a good thing you heard it as a rumor. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a rumor I heard. I I can't confirm that, my sources, but that was definitely thrown out there. That might that be is a false rumor. I can assure you. <laughs> I will say this one other quick tradition that we, my wife and I have started with our grandkids and i know matt you've i've seen pictures of you and your family in pajamas we get yeah. our granddaughters a new set of holiday pajamas every year that's one of yeah. the things they open up and then we make them we, we take a picture of them every year so yeah that's one of our traditions that's yeah. a classic one the, the holiday whether you open it up on christmas eve or christmas morning the, the pajamas mm -hmm. no, whether it's a full full family yeah. matching or whatever that's a good one you right. can't let that tradition die no. when they get, you know, 12, 13, and they, this is the last thing in the world they want to do. You can't let it die. No, you know, that's a go good point. 18, see all the, all the pictures all in a row. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And we also kind of evolved from Christmas cards to New Year's cards. So we, we have okay. those pictures on the cards. Nice. That's what we do. That's a good idea. Yeah. Christmas yeah. cards is also maybe one of those that's kind of starting to go away a little bit. We still get a decent amount. Yeah. But I feel like back in the day, I remember it, like when I still lived oh, at like home. Yeah. yeah, every day my mom would be opening up five, six Christmas cards and be like, "Oh, this is from some cousin out in California, or this is from some, you know, whoever." And it was kind of cool. But now, you know, you just see everyone on Facebook, so you just say, "Hey, happy holidays" on Facebook. 
Yeah. Yep. It's, it's lame. Well, I think yeah. I think we've I think we about covered it, didn't we? I mean, I'm sure we're missing, great. Um, yeah, I'll just throw like one bad tradition out. I actually wrote down like let's like a five, but I don't need to. I'll yeah. save them for after Christmas when I'm not so much of a Grinch. Uh, the <laughs> I like to call it. You know, they always throw this is inappropriate. Close your eyes or close your ears. Yeah. Uh, like the post nut clarity, like after you know you have sexual relations, like how your brain feels <laughs> clear. The, you're probably oh wondering where I'm going. But, Ted's, Ted's never heard that one, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, a youngin's term. I, mean, I understand the, the post Christmas clarity, like 10:30 on Christmas Day, when everything's come and gone, and you're like, "F, man, I got 364 more days till next Christmas." Yeah. That's the worst feeling in the world. That like two hours before you go to sleep, God. you realize it's all over. It's horrible. Yeah, I, I to piggyback off of that, your um, <laughs> your triple X reference there. I don't know what the, I, I know you exactly guys what I meant when I said it. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's a spot on um, comp, comp of, of what you're saying. Yeah. It's also like, yeah, there's a little bit on Christmas night, but it's still kind of cool. Cause you know, you got some new gifts and it's still Christmas break if you're in school or whatever. For me, it's definitely like after new year's. Cause like that week between Christmas and New Year's, That's it still feels point. like the holidays. You know, yeah. people still have their lights up. You're still listening to the music, the movies, bowl games. Bowl games is fun. You know, a lot of people are either off work or school, so it's fun. But then, like once New Year's hits, then it really is like, oh, we gotta take this tree down. We gotta take all the decorations down. We gotta take the lights down. Mm-hmm. And then it really is the New Year. 360 days yeah. or whatever until that's a, that's the holidays a good point. again. That's the better day. Yeah, right. for sure. All right. Well, Heck of a reference. You almost made Ted spit out his water. Have you ever heard that phrase before? I, I've heard something similar to that, yes. but uh, <laughs> The 1970s come, version, whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> I, I, Matt's got to figure out some way to get that in our social media post. I don't know how it's going to work, <laughs> oh, but God, that's good stuff. All right, guys. Hey, this is fun. This is a fun podcast, our last pod of 2023. We will be having a special uh, Michigan Rose Bowl edition coming up, a shorter one, maybe 20 minutes or so. We're going to give you our thoughts prior to the Michigan and Alabama game. Man, there's so many storylines that we're going to yeah. get into. It's going to be awesome. So we're looking forward to that one. But this is the last one of 23. I want to thank all our partners, including Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. Make sure you sign up for our 2024 membership. 15% off. Get yourself healthy. Get in shape. Boy, I need to get back in there on a everyday basis i can tell you that much and if you want more information uh, check out memorialhealthcare.org also check out our great other partners that include az branding solutions jacobs insurance agency Corey shook and associates real estate services nelson house funeral homes rivals tap house and grill success group mortgage and servicing and also uh i want to say uh the z92.5 next game of the week will be january 5th We'll be at the Wolfpack Gym, Langsburg, and Plymouth Christian. So get a chance to see Xander Woodruff there for the Wolfpack. Everybody have a great holiday. We'll talk to you on the backside. Peace and love as always. Be kind. Thanks for listening. See you later. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. 
Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.